Hey, what's going on? I got my uh, got my boy Dominic Martin on. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Glad we finally uh, finally able to to do this, man. We we've been trying to plan it for a while, and no doubt, it just it never never worked out. You know, we had to keep rescheduling and rescheduling. So I'm glad, you know, it uh it all worked out today. Um, you know, so glad to have you on, man. Same here, man. I, I've been looking forward to get on. I'm a fan of um, Ice Cold Facts. Oh, appreciate it. Um, I'm actually honored. Like, when you told me you wanted to interview me, I was like, who me? I ain't want nothing. Like, who am I? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm humble. I appreciate it. No I problem, man. And, and like I told you, bro, it's it's just that, that mutual respect. You know, I, I don't believe in, um, you know, somebody having to have that top name to, you know, be be given their accolades. You know, they, they do respect, so... You know, you definitely, I know what you're doing, you know, and I know you know what you're doing. So, you know, it's nothing but respect over here. So, yeah, I appreciate that, bro. All right, for sure. But um, go ahead, start off, tell everybody, uh, you know, kind of who you are, um, you know, kind of where you're from and when you started hooping. Um, So uh, my name is Omni Martin from St. Louis, Missouri, of course. Um, Grew up like on the north side, basically all my life. Fell in love with basketball around the age of ten. Okay, I remember hearing, I remember hearing Grant Agbo's, um, my guy. His, yeah, Grant, Grant is a cool dude, man. Grant, my guy, it's my guy. <laughs> I remember hearing his podcast. I mean, yeah, his podcast. He said he fell in love with ten, but I can say the exact moment. Like, I was at Ozzy's <laughs> out in Westport for my birthday. Okay, I was watching like the Knicks and Rockets series. And I was like, it's some something, something about basketball that draws me. I was a baseball kid, played third base. And I called my coach that summer. I said, man, I don't want to play baseball no more. I want to play basketball. So um, that was fourth grade. I was like, and like my first two years of playing, I wasn't that good. I played for Bishop Hilly Hawks. Um, so on the north side, all Catholic school, all black. Okay. And my fourth, fifth grade, I kind of just came off the bench. And then like my sixth grade, I remember starting. And I was like one of those kids that was kind of like reluctant because I'm like an only child, mama's boy. So I remember like a coach wanted me on his sixth grade team. Okay. Shout out to Michael Richardson, my dad for a fireman. So um and practice was hard. Like we was doing like duck walks and all kind of craziness. I wasn't used to. So I quit. And he called me like, man, we need you, bro. Like you be be our backup. Like I like I see your potential. I'm like, nah, man, I can't do this. And my mom like, you ain't gotta go, boy, you sore. You know how mom mamas be. You know what I'm right. saying? You know right. They're gonna so protect I, you. Yeah. <laughs> so I ain't go back. So long story short, played seventh grade, eighth grade year. Like still to this day, I feel like we got one of the best middle school teams around. Um, we had me, my boy Tony, Tony Irons, who coached the V, my boy okay. Reggie, my boy Reggie Bond, played with me at Quadrant Ritter, and a guy named Craig House that played at Quadrant Ritter. Shout out to Reggie. Hopefully, you know <laughs> right. he he's he's supposed to come on at some point. So hopefully, wow. hopefully I can keep luring him on. He starts seeing more and more people on. Hopefully he'll. He'll yeah. feel inclined to, hey, to do hey, it. Hey, real talk. Reggie got the most confidence on anybody in the world, bro. Like, oh, yeah. like Craig brought him to the trial, and my dad was the coach. So they boys, and he ended up taking Craig's spot and starting. Yeah, hey, Reggie could shoot. He could shoot. He had an ugly jump shot, but he could yeah. shoot. So, so all of us played middle school ball together. Fast forward to Quadrant Ritter. So I had a chance to go like the CBC Chaminade, not off basketball at all. I'm five, three, little chubby guard. No one knew me, but just off academics. Like, I've always been smart. So, like, I tested, like, 12th grade level, like, English and all that kind of stuff. And I remember my uh-huh. coach came to me 
and was like, you can get a full ride. This was back in the day, you needed more like blacks out there. It's not like now. Right. Out there. Then we talking about 1998, 20, 22 years ago. Nobody was there, bro. So I told her, no, I was scared. Went to open house at CDC. I'm like, this ain't me. Went to Quad Narita. I'm like, this family, bro. Yeah. I need to go here. Like, I see black people, ran a black shirt, gave me the tour. Her dad used to be the principal. So I go there. So I'm a quiet little chubby kid, about five four. And I never forget this, bro. This cat named um well I'm I'm, I'm a name drop. I'm a name drop. Cat named Ed Bailey. Um okay. but I'm number two on the East Coast in defense. First of all, no one ranks number two on the East Coast in defense, bro. Like Reggie will attest to this. My boy, <laughs> my, my boy Ryan Jordan, shout out to Ryan Jordan, he'll attest to this. They don't even do that now. They really weren't doing that then. Internet right. was I don't even know the internet was out yet, bro. Nineteen ninety eight. So we get to trials. I ain't say nothing. Everybody got their A grade jersey on in gym class trying to flex. I did this. I did that at, at, at this school. Man, I went to trials. I murdered cats, dog. Like, people don't know, like, I had a hoop in my backyard, but it had, like, stumps on the on the right side. So I was forced to go left. So gotcha. Left hand was even-handed. And my coach pulled me to the side. Coach Cotton, who I still talk to now, he said, man, how you got that? I said, he said, you even? I said, yeah, I can use both hands. I'm laying it up, and I always had a tight handle. So that just came from an imagination. I'm a skills trainer now, so I would dribble around couches, tables. My mom would be like, boy, stop dribbling in the basement. Yeah, I didn't have the luxury of a skill trainer, so I made myself do stuff. Yeah, and that, so, that skill trainer stuff, that's all, that's all new age. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're we going to get on that later, but yeah, yeah. That's, that's all new age stuff. And so, and so um, I made the team. Uh, he picked like eight, and then he had to pick some kids. He picked like twelve, but four of the kids played like varsity. So I made the team. The cat Ed Bailey, who said number twenty, he said he didn't make the team, bro. He crying. So I made the team. Cats was like, damn. Shout out to Brandon Gilmore, who will be on the podcast. He's my big brother. So him and Drew Weatherspoon, they probably don't even remember this. Drew Weatherspoon had a little brother named Justin Jefferson. He like, Justin, you made the team. Justin was like, nah. Brandon was like, little bro, Dominique. I was like, damn right, I made the team. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm on JV as a freshman. I'm like, I'm popping like. Most people playing freshman ball. We didn't even have a freshman team, bro, because Corner was so little. Right. So I didn't get much playing time. I had Reggie Bond, Adrian Tatum, Rodney Dodson. Shout out to him. Rodney, one of the quickest goals I ever seen, like on the high school level. Shout out to Rodney, man. Shout he out was... to Rodney Dodson. Rodney was nice, nice in middle school. When when Rodney I got the Corner Rodney, uh, Reggie, all the boys, man, they they made practice so tough for me. Me and Terry Evans, they, I couldn't. Even, I'm like, man, I don't even want to hoop. After this, because practice was just practice was so hard, man. And when you got guys like them that was experienced, they made it that much harder. So yeah, because you was 04, right? I was 04, so I came in. So you was a freshman. Uh, you was a freshman. Yeah, yeah. So right when uh, I went to Ritter, like you said, Northside. I I grew up Northside St. Louis, and I got to Ritter, and um, you know, it's literally right around the corner from my grandmother's house. Okay. So. I went to Ritter because I was used to small schools all my life. So right. if like I didn't go to Ritter, I would have ended up going to Gateway or McClure High School. And my mom, like, let's keep you with the small school. You know, my best friends, Terry and Alvin and Mikey, they went to, to Ritter. So my mom was like, that's where you're going to go. I'm like, right. cool. And right. like you said, I got there, did my tour. I'm like, man, it's cool. We got to wear uniforms, which is whack, but I can express myself with my shoes. So I was cool. And Preston Thomas was there, but I think he ended up leaving right before yep. the school year started. He, 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 and that's he, he when he Coach Nails came. He left your freshman, and I'm going to get into that, too. So, back to the story. So, my freshman year, I didn't get a lot of time, bro. 
Um, cause I had Reggie, I had Reggie, Rodney, Adrian, all above me. I, and all of them was on voice. Reggie was on voice as a freshman. So I got time for the energy year, man. Uh, I seen some great basketball. I've always been a fan. So just to give you some little history, like everybody knows Vashon history. Quadrilla to me is the best basketball program in St. Louis, hands down. Yeah, I said it. We got okay. three, we got three NBA guys: Lauren Woods, Jahadi White, Chris Carwell. Okay. and I got four, but I feel like our history and where we come from, Northside Walnut Park, it's a family, bro. Yeah. And, and I love the tradition there now. But I wish Quentin Ritter would reach back to the alums and, and do something with us because we got so much knowledge. And all and of the, I never all understood why they didn't do that. And and um, not saying I should be the head coach, but you got me, Terry Evans, Brandon Gilmore, who who applied for the job and didn't get it, and you got other guys. I even say Reggie Byrne. I know he has some interest in coaching. It's no way that on a Sunday we should be able to come through <clears throat> and give guys knowledge. And we don't want to we don't want to impose anything, but you got too much history. You got Vashon. They guys are all, always around. They're a great program. Yeah. CBT, they guys around. Why can't Quentin Ritter have our guys around? You know, so, I'm, I'm so hold on real quick. To your point on that, man, I, I watched a uh, – I was watching, I think it was last week, when Vashon played, I think, Morgan Park or somebody. Yeah. But I was watching the little highlights, and you had, uh, you know, obviously Tony, his history of with the school, with his dad being there, but yeah. – you got Pope that's that's pouring into the to the school. Nick Kern, his son, play for them. Yep. But Nick behind the bench pouring in. Yep. You got Jimmy McKinney, he's sitting on the bench. Will Franklin sitting on the bench. Uh, John, Joe John, Felton. You got John uh, Albert John, too. Yeah, John John out there. Like they stay. They their history is so great. And like you said, to your point, Ritter, Cardinal Ritter should be the same way. Where you got all these guys that can pour into into this school and this program. Yeah. But for some reason, they're going against that. I, I, I can't figure that one out. Yeah, I don't want to go in too much into it because I know people are going to hear this interview, but I just wish they would come and get us because I feel like the Thekla Quadrilla isn't represented <laughs> with this new Quadrilla. And, 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 that's, and that's what's going to change it back. And not even change it back, but that's what's going to bridge the gap and make it better. Yeah. And they're not reaching out to us. So uh, get back in the story. So I ain't get much time. My, and then going to my sophomore year, i never forget it. He invited certain guys in the freshman year to play in that. You know, they had the best of the Midwest Gateway um, Summer League at Vashon. Yeah. I didn't get invited. So I took it as a slight. And my dad always had my back. He went up to town at the old Bomber League at Vashon. He said, my son feels slighted. And he said, he gonna, you know, he going to come out and be strong this year. So I'm pretty sure Tom ain't trip off of it. And, um, man, I put myself on an Atkins diet without even knowing like, I, I swear, I, all I ate was like, my mom used to go to Walmart, I mean, Sam's, I ate like country fried steak and salad every day, bro, oatmeal, ran job, my mom worked at the wide part time, so I had a membership there, I'm there getting it in, playing with older men, 30 years old, 30 year old, okay. I'm losing weight, so I come back, you know, the girl's telling me, are you cute, I'm like, I'm the same dude, I lost 25 pounds, I'm the same dude, <laughs> so I, so I try out for varsity and JV. All my boys on varsity, so it's a status thing. Reggie Arlen, I ain't got nobody left behind stuff for Craig, so I can't go to JV. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, these guys are bums, which they wasn't, but in my head, you know, I'm like, I belong, which I did. Right. Man, I'm killing to the point where Tom come to me at the first week of trials because I didn't get cut. He said, man, I didn't know you was on honor roll. You got a 3.2. So he looking at my grades trying to see, okay, what is this kid about? Never look, no, You know he ain't never looked at it. He, he came up to me in science class. He probably remember this. Mr. Eula Clay said, hey, man, you got 3.2. That's good. So he walked away. So I said, okay, he's looking at me. So that's what I want. 
Right. So Ken Burke, all those um guys, Ken Burke a legend. He won a chance to won a state championship. Shout out to all them guys. Um so come last trial, I didn't make the team. So I'm hurt, bro. So Tom comes up to me and said, Man, I don't know what you doing. But keep it up. So I didn't even want to play JV. It was just me and Craig left. Okay. So um we end up having a bad first half of the season. We turned it around. And I learned how to be a leader. All my guys that were sophomores on Washington, they didn't even play a lot. So I got a chance to play. I led. Um, I, I, I figured it out. So junior year, Tom left because he got a um, skill development job with the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, that that's what it was. Up. I couldn't remember why he left. but they, Yeah. What it yeah. Was. And so Niels took over. And I was like, okay. So we all young. So it's this fraction of flyers who was Camberg, Dewine, Brian, they was Brian Ball and Colin Town. They called the flyers. And you got Neil's guys, Reggie, Rodney, Arlen, Fred Ruffin, class 0201. Yeah. They didn't get along. So I got cut because I'm not even really in either one of those guys because I didn't make voices. Neil's don't know me. So, you know, in hindsight, it was a blessing. I made National Honor Society. Great okay. at one point. Um, always had good grades. Then the next year I tried out, made it. This dude put me on a scout team, bro. Like I was trash. So then he was like, "You can come up." I'm like, "What the?" You know. So I played, didn't get much time. But one thing I can't say about Nils, I learned so much about defense. He, he shell drill. Oh man, so, Nils, Nils will yeah. kill you with that defense. Yeah. So we lost in this championship game to Luther North to Tony Eisner, and um, I went to Mizzou. Then um, didn't play. I I played. You know. Um, with intramural, and it's the first time in my life I was a man, bro. So I stayed like in a um, a fine arts pig with like music guys, real artsy guys. Man, I have thirty, so I've never ever studied in my life. I've always been like a you know a regular goal. I can always handle it extraordinary world, but I never scored like that. So I got a jump shot. I'm nineteen, best shape of my life, average thirty. So we play this guy <laughs> in intramural championship. We go scout. He looked just like Mike Dunleavy, bro. They used to play with the Duke. With Duke. He was six four <laughs> instead of six seven, getting buckets so smooth. So we so we play. I'm thinking like, okay, whatever. He gonna go at me. He go at me the whole game, bro. And this one I understood. Length is something you can't do nothing with. I'm five four. He's six four. I hit three points, bro. He locked me down. I walk. I walk from that game back to my dorm room alone. We ain't gonna eat with my boys. I was like, <laughs> but I had some of the best hoop sessions in my life. Um, went to her store after that. Um, just went to school. Kind of lost my way. End up substitute teaching. In 2010, and coaching as a volunteer coach with Preston Thomas, and I learned so much just volunteering. Following the year 2010, 2011, uh, I'm sorry, 2011, 2012, he gave me the freshman job. Okay, he we went 0-7. The culture at Normandy isn't that great. We had to scramble for girls to play, and he came up to me in the city. He said, "Dominique, man, I don't know, you know, where you gonna end up, but you're gonna be successful." And Preston Thomas is a Hall of Fame basketball coach. So definitely, most definitely. He's known across the nation as one of the better coaches. He knows everyone. My freshman year of high school, Lute Olsen, uh, great from Arizona, just walked in there. So he knows a lot of people. I just seen Lute Olsen. You don't see Lute Olsen every day. He walking in Quadrilla on Thick. Right. So he in said, hey, man, he said he, yeah, he said, hey, man, get your degree because I see big things for you. This was 2012. So I take a year off. That's when I start skill training. I, I was like, I can do this. Brandon Gilmore, he had his own skill training thing. He's one of the first one out of my friends that had their own skill training business. So I started up. So what I did was I built relationships with a church, and um, they let me get the gym. Then I started wasting money on gyms because people weren't coming. So like around 2013, it kind of changed. I just dove, dived into it. Um, okay. I did gyms in U-City. Kids started coming. 
then I got the job at Lutheran North just by putting myself around it. That's a, so anybody that wants to do anything like put yourself around that field, whether it be acting or fashion. I just put myself right. in the game. So I was around the summer league at Slew High. Guy named Kerry Lewis was like talking to him. I said, man, I want to coach. He was like, well, I just left Lutheran North. I'm, I was a top assistant. I'm going to holler at a guy named Anthony Hall. I never knew him. Me and Anthony Hall, Coach Hall, meet. So I'm like, man, I got the, I, I, be, I had been writing blogs, all kind of stuff. He's like, okay, well, come to a practice. So I worked out the kid. So he was, so me, me and the AD met, and I showed him my blog. And he, Coach Hall was like, job yours, man. So I was so, wow. so excited because I'm, I'm, I'm an assistant on the varsity level. And so he comes to me and says, hey, I want you to be the JV head coach. Like, it was an older guy that was in his 50s. He fired him and said he's going to be your assistant. So that guy had to humble himself because I was 20, 29. I'm like, whoa. He said, because I like you. I want you. I'm like, whoa. So he fired this guy, made him my assistant. He was 50. So he took it. He had to. And he's my assistant. So Coach Hall I'll give you some of his background. So I worked on the Preston Times Hall of Fame coach, worked with the Harlem Globetrotters. Then Coach Hall was a coach, D2 coach at Avila, various schools. So his practices, he had everything written down, typed out, time. We do this drill. This, this. So I'm, 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 I'm feeding all. I'm a sponge when it comes to basketball. You know that. So I'm looking at all of that and learning so much. And as a JV coach, I learned so much defensively from him. Everything offensively with the skill work, I would say I learned from Preston Thomas. Okay. Um, I mean, just from Preston is a big tri- triple post, a.k.a. track offense guy. Which when I learned it, it was like over my head, but it starts sinking in. And basically, basketball is about spacing and science. It's angles. It's 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 um science push and pull. I dribble towards you, you go away. Yeah. I away from you, you come towards me. You gotta um create like forty five degree angles. It's just it's just it's geometry, bro. As I got yeah. older, I'm looking at the free throw line. I'm like the line across the circle. That's a diameter. That's geometry. And Tom told me that he said he told all of us. They said. Basketball is a game of geometry, angles. And I see that. And I learned that you got to make triangles on the court. So it's deep. And as a kid, you may not see it, but it's all science and math, bro. Yeah. So, so fast. That spacing is huge. I mean, huge, I, I teach it to my kids that, uh, that I coach. You know that. You got you to gotta have 12 to 15 feet you yeah. know, apart from each other. And so it's fast. hard to do anything when, you, when you're trying to maneuver around uh, somebody that's literally right there by you. So you yeah. got to space it out and, no doubt. like you said, give each other them angles to, to be effective. Yeah. So um had a good year there. I went like twelve and six with my guys. Um we lost the varsity. Well my JV guys went twelve and six. The varsity we lost this championship against my own model Quadron Ritter. I feel like Benedict on him. But I felt good because Quadron Ritter ended up winning state. So we lost to them in district championship. So I took a year off, came back, did some stuff at Soda, and that was cool. Was head JV coach. Took another year off. Um and I got with Chris Forrest and and Renard Lucas. Those guys are basketball brains. They yeah. were Chris is an offensive guy. Lucas is a defensive guy. So together they are genius. Shout out to Chris. Yeah, I played with Chris at uh, at Flo. Yeah, that was Lucas too. He's from Kansas City. Lucas is, and Chris is from Springfield. So um, learned a lot from them, and uh, took a year off uh, from that. So long story short, I had the opportunity to kind of take over the Live for Life program, but I had some life issues. I had to you know get straight with you know, so I couldn't do that. But something I kind of wanted to do. So I had someone give me wanted to give me the program, but I didn't do it. So took another year off. So now, what is this, 2019, 2020, I was working a job at a non-for-profit. And I didn't like it, was depressed, hated it. And me and you would talk. He was like, man, I don't like what I'm doing. I'm like, me neither. So I quit. I quit. I'm like, life's too short, bro. Follow your dream. And that's another thing. If people tell you don't do something, do it. 
I had people tell me basketball is stupid, don't do it while you no, it's your passion and it's my gift. I've had multiple people tell you, this is your gift, Dominique. This is your way to give back to God. If you're not giving back, you're not serving your purpose. And that's my purpose. My purpose is, is kids, but it's through basketball. Yeah. So, so I got back into it. My guy, um, Benoit Thornton, shout out to him, head coach of Roosevelt. Uh, he had wanted me to get on the staff back in the summer. This is his first year taking over the program. So he's got to change coach. He's like, man, we need you skill work. But I couldn't do it because of my job schedule. So fast forward, come December, took a day off work, still at the nonprofit, not happy. I trained his boys. Halfway through the practice, the leading score came to me. He said, bro, I need your number. I said, all right. Wow. He said, I want, he said, I want to work out with you. In the practice, three kids. When you come back? I said, man, I don't know. So little I know he was, you know, telling the assistant, shout out to Jeremy Robinson. He was like, hey, man, we, we got to get Dominique on the staff. So I ended up quitting a couple of days later. They ended up back substitute teaching. Um, I got Jonathan Griffin over at Cornahan, uh, subbing over there. I mean, I'm coaching at Roosevelt. And we've had – and I've been there for a month, and, man, we've made so many good strides. And I enjoy working with Coach Thornton, Coach Robinson, uh, Coach Juan. And we're just okay. trying to coach culture, man. Just things as simple as getting to practice on time, working hard. Class right. is a must. Um, behavior, because these kids may not have it at home, so we got to be, you know, father figures more so. Right. City. So now you said hey, you said you said Jonathan Griffin over at Cornerhand. It is is that the Jonathan Griffin that went to uh, Normandy? Yes, sir. Yeah. So he had an illustrious career, you know, in Normandy. Man, real you quick know. story about JG. I uh, like my senior year of high school, I start going to. Uh, my uncle graduated from UMSL, and so I knew Chico that's over at UMSL on the on the men's staff. Yeah, legend. coaching there forever. Yeah, legend. Definitely a legend. He's like, hey, you got to start coming to these workouts. You got to start putting this work in. So I'm going to, to Chico like my senior year, and Jonathan was there. Biggest guard I ever seen. Like, no, hey, you know how they say <laughs> hashtag big guard? No, that dude was the same size, 6'2", 230. Mm. Man, junior, he, senior high school, big guard, dog. He he showed me like what it meant to put the work in in the weight room because he was literally, he was literally Debo on me, and I what? wasn't the, the smallest guard either. But I mean, dude, chisel, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do nothing with him, right? And it, it was amazing. So, and I mean, normally just to me, they always they they got it. They had a good little history too, but theirs was kind of like in stints. Right. In little spurt. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, when JG was there, I know they had, uh, like, Arthur Clare. Corey uh, Sams. Corey Sams. Corey, Corey Sams. Well, he went to Nebraska. Yeah. Um, and they had a couple other people, but, I mean, just the St. Louis basketball tradition, period, through a lot of these different programs, you know, they're in pockets. Yeah. Uh, but it's no just so many, you know, that the, the tr- St. Louis tradition, period, like, St. Louis is slowly but surely, like, putting themselves on the map with, Producing all types of NBA talent now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we got big, big names coming out of St. Louis that go, you know, to not just Mizzou or SLU anymore, but they going Kansas State, you know, Illinois. They going to big D1 schools where all these coaches now are focusing in on the St. Louis talent. So, and see, it's all about relationships. What I find out, a lot of these AU coaches that used to coach for the Eagles, they get on at a job like Corey Tate at SLU, and you got the relationship, so the kid will come. A Jordan yeah. Goodwin or a Yuri Kyle, they come because it's a relationship. So everything in life is relationships, man. Yeah, and, and we kind of talked about that too. You built that relationship with the, uh, yeah. I, I would say, with just the whole slew program. I know it's kind of started out with the women um, because, you know, we know Jordan Plummer over there and uh, on the women's side. But, I mean, it seemed like you kind of navigating through the men's side too. So 
you know, you're building those relationships that can sustain sustain themselves for for years to come. And you know, this is me. I, I hadn't told you yet, but I think you know down the road, I can see my I can see you being on staff and at SLU in some capacity, whether it be starting out as like their video guy or whatever, and then you work your way through the ranks. But I, I like I said, we hadn't even talked about this yet, but I think that's something. Nah, that's and, and, and that's the dream. I got to get my degree, but uh, finish up. Got like a year left, but that's the dream on the college level. But um, it like, I just, I'm, I'm a, I'm a sponge, man. So I want to learn. So I go to slew practice a lot for women on the women's side and learn because of Jordan Reese. Shout out to her. Uh, she gets me in, and I end up getting cool with the director of basketball operations, Mike Scott. And, you know, we talk. I talk basketball with anybody. And even to the point where I'm doing a practice plan at Roosevelt or, or doing a drill, I'll text him, screenshot something about this. I run information by everybody. Another guy I got a shout out. My guy, Scott Powers, used to coach in my CDS. We met at a SLU clinic. 2013, and I don't even remember how we met, but we was talking about the Princeton offense, and I always wanted to learn it because it, it was something that I liked. Um, just the backdoor cuts, yeah, just everything. It was so just good. So he knew it because the coach that ran it, he was an assistant. He was an assistant varsity coach, and he was the head JV coach. And I was the head JV coach at Luther North, so we always talked basketball. He came to our game where we played against Career Academy this past Monday and um, gave me a Bob Huggins man-to-man defensive book. So, like, I'm in it. Everybody I'm around is in basketball. So, um, yeah, I put myself around it. I'm trying to, um, you know, get to the men's practice. Been talking to Corey Tate, so I'm going to get around there. But okay. man, I just, just want to get to the college level. It doesn't matter where. But uh, if I got to start out as a GA, grad assistant or something. But right now I'm just focused on the high school level, getting my degree, make, being a high school coach in my own program. Okay. And then by the time I'm 40, my goal is to just be on the collegiate level. But, um. Yeah, man, I'm just a basketball junkie. Like, I watch a Division three school on, on ESPN3 end of February and just enjoy if it's good basketball. As long as it's good basketball, I can watch. I tell kids, NEIA, Division three, Division two, Division one, they're all basketball players, bro. You got to compete. Yep. But the difference is athleticism. But I've seen a guy at a program league kill that was Division two, a guy that was Division one or NBA, just because he can play. You know what I mean? Right. So and, and that's the that's the, the false reality though too with the dreams that's being sold to these high school kids now. You know, they that they feel if they don't go D one then they're not successful, you know. And, and, that, and that's not true. I, I got some guys I train, man, that I've I've had my hands on training. Jamoy Robinson, you know, I talked to him. He's at Mobat. I haven't got to him in a year or so, but I've trained him. Like just different guys, man. You do relationships with train guys overseas. I've I've had my hands on Connell Crossland. He's playing overseas maybe once. But I don't use guys' names to build me up. But I'm just saying, like, I I have relationships. And my thing, a lot of these St. Louis coaches have egos. And you get into it with them. And I don't. But I've had guys that just like me. For I don't know why. But it's just something that happens, you know, along the way. And I feel like every coach or skill trainer has an eye and can teach that kid something. Yeah. Most, some of my, most of my kids go to different various trainers. And I don't mind that. But you would train one of their kids and they call you. Are you trying to steal? I'm like, how can I steal a kid? The, parent, kid, the parent is paying for that service. <laughs> I'm not stealing your kid. Yeah. I'm giving him something that obviously he thinks he needs or the parent thinks he needs. So it's just it's just egos around St. Louis, man. I don't get it. I stay in my little corner, do my what I do, rap with certain people. Um, like I go I go to CDC practice, I go to Bashan practice. Um, just people who I know I can learn from. Right, I mean, and you know they're doing it the right way. No doubt, no doubt. I talk to Dwayne Pope 
all the time. I face Tia, FaceTime me. I'm like, hey, man, what about this drill? I heard, cool. So I'm, I'm around basketball minds, man. One of the greatest summers of my life was 2013. Uh, Tony Imagine just one state at Imagine. No, at Madison Prep. And all the guys there, me, Benoit Thornton, uh, Tony Irons, Jimmy McKinney, uh, uh, Saul, Saul, Saul was down there who played it for us at um, Flow Valley. We all hoop. And every, it was just so much knowledge just there in the building. I would just ask questions. And yeah. the players were there. And everybody there was a coach, even even Buck, uh, George Jefferson. So it's like you got to put yourself in that, in that world. And I'm in it. And now I don't hoop anymore because I, I have a thirst to, to teach. You know what I'm saying? I want to get in the league, but I'm like, what well, I look like at 35 blowing out of ACL? You know what right. I'm I want to just teach it. So, like, for <laughs> real. So I, ain't th- hey, I, I know them thoughts. Yeah. It's always it's in the back of your head. At yeah, all but I know it's my, it's, it ain't my time. It's these kids' time. Right. So, um, also, and that, that, that's one thing when I, because I, I talked to Jermaine O'Neal, um, uh, you know, a few times, and um, they play with the, the Pacers and, and Blazers, and mm-hmm. he's got a program down here in Texas called Drive Nation. Right. Which they're, they're slowly becoming one of the top. Um, you know, programs out there uh, and what he's building here is, is real special. Um, and so I'm linking up with him on some things that, uh, you know, like I told you before with my program, DFW Magic, man. Right. Dude, we're, we're about to turn some heads and, yeah, and I see that. we're we going to shock you, some people. Yeah, you got a thirst uh, for it. So we talk basketball daily. Yeah. And, I, and I, so I, one of his things right. was it's about the kids, you know, where you get so many coaches that have these motives you know, where they're trying to put their cell phone or they're trying to get the recognition, uh, you know, for whatever. And they lose focus on the kids and they steer the kid down the wrong path, you know, and that's where that selling that false dream come into play. You know, if you got a kid, everybody's not going to go D1. Right. First of all, you got to have the grades to go D1. You got to qualify. If yep. you don't even qualify, we're not going to even have conversations about you going D1 because realistically it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you said, it's about the kids and – you know, shame on the coaches that are out here selling false right. dreams, or they just trying to get the recognition. You know, it's almost right. like the whole, the whole Suge Knight, you know, deal. Come on stage, and, right? Come to death row type them. You know, if if you want somebody that's gonna be in the background, come here. If you want, <laughs> if you want to be all up in the screen, it's, nah, man, you can't do that. Right, right. Make it about you know. So TV. real quick, I, who who would you say in St. Louis right now? Who would you say? And I, because I know you, you're around the high school basketball a lot too. So, who would you say? I'm gonna give you my answer after you give me yours. Okay. But who would you say is the best high school player in St. Louis right now? Uh, I had to go with Caleb Love. If I had to go with one in the area, did I say he's the best? Uh, he's a six three guard going to North Carolina. Uh, I would say he's the best right now. Okay. That's who I was gonna go with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he he's one A, and then uh. Cam over at Vashon is one B. Yeah, but I, I, I'm waiting to see more from Cam. Um, and see, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you a guy who people sleep on is that Kobe Clark kid. George sounds just off of him, and he's well. He's man. He's so, or he's so versatile, and he can she can yeah. do everything. He can dribble. He's, pass. Well, he's about he six can, seven. He's six, six seven. seven. He, six seven. He can dribble, pass, and shoot. And I'm telling people, if he go to a Georgetown or anywhere, if he want, he's gonna be one of them kids who stay three years, four years, and sneak into the league. Cause guys like that, like you get a um a Cal Kuzma, one of them kind of guys that that stayed at Utah for four years or whatever. Yeah. And I see it in him. You know, I don't know if you know he had you know he just started taking basketball seriously, but 
that kid can play. Cam Fletcher is an athletic freak. And yeah. I, and obviously, uh, Calipari saw something in him to offer him because I know Michigan State was on him. They came to his game against Career Academy last year as a junior. So yeah. I just knew Izzo. Izzo coming to your game, he got you, bro. It's, yeah, that's what I thought. And then yeah. Kentucky came out of nowhere. I didn't believe it. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm here all the way in Texas, so you yeah. know, I'm not. I, right. I try to follow as much as I can, but I, <laughs> you know, I still I still miss out on certain things or what's yeah. going on, you know, in the yeah. St. Louis area, but. Yeah. When I heard Kentucky can't, I'm like, there's no way he, awesome. he turned Kentucky down. Oh, uh, you can't, cause he wanted yeah. done factories, bro. And you know, and they and they feel like they going, you know, to the league, you know, cause he gonna get you there. He'll tell you, my purpose is to get you to the league, change your family dynamic. You know what I mean? That's you what gotta respect that as a as a coach and as a parent. You know, if if you tell my kid that, and I know my kid not really trying to go to college, but the fact that he gotta go at least for that one year, mm-hmm. I appreciate you for telling me, hey, come here for this one year. I'm gonna get you ready, and then you can leave. Right, right. That right. that makes the transition easier. You, because mm-hmm. you you see it a lot where kids start debating: should I stay? Should I go? I don't want to hurt my coach' feelings. Right, right, right. But right, when the right. coach already laid out, like I don't expect you to be here for more than a year. Mm-hmm. You know, then it and makes I, it easier. And I remember hearing a story about Corey McGee. You know, he was the first one and done at Duke. Everybody thinking Duke one and done. No, Coach K didn't recruit those kind of guys. Calipari made him. So in '98, he had um, Corey McGee, and Corey McGee. You know, big, athletic, six six, like he was made. You know, out of a TV series or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. So <laughs> superhero. Yeah, superhero type dude out of Chicago. So he has a great year, makes a national championship game, loses to my UConn uh, Huskies. Where everybody used to call me Khalid Elamine because I was a chubby guard. So I won. That's a good comparison. Shout out to Khalid. Everybody, like, man, you play just like I'm. Like you know, I, I I take that. Khalid was dope. Everybody, Khalid, Khalid. I went to Missouri. Baby. <laughs> I went to Missouri, a guy named uh, Doc Goods, not, not Doc, his name, uh, his name was Doc, played football. He was like, man, what's up, uh, Elamine? So a lot of people called me that because he's a chubby guard. That's the only one I know that was successful on the college ranks. But anyway, um, what was I talking about? I forgot. Uh, what I just, I just drifted from something. Oh, yeah, Corey McGett. Yeah, Corey so McGett, his, yeah. So his thing, he was the first one and done. So he told the story. He said he was, you know, going to go to the league. And so he was scared because he didn't want to tell Coach K. So he gets a knock on his door from two assistants. from I forgot who they were. I want to say it was Waldron or somebody. He's hiding. And so they go look for him another place, and he's there. And they tell the guy, hey, I know he's in here. So some kind of way he sneaks out, and they come and get him, and they take him to Coach K house. And he said Coach K just had hip surgery. And he was, like, scared. Coach K was like, come here, son, sit down. And so he said he put down two brochures. He's like, this is what you could do if you stay. And do this is what's gonna happen if you go, but I want you to weigh your pro and cons. And so Coach K is a great coach because he didn't say, you know, you messing up my legacy. We can win national championships. He's like, no, nah, if you go, these are your choices. If you leave, these are the choices. And that's what I feel like coaches should do. It shouldn't be about this. It's about that kid and his family. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the Corey McGetty's family situation. They were in dire need of, you know, of, of money. But I do know that if he went lottery, so he was with that Clippers team that had all them young guys. Darius Miles. <sighs> Lamar. Oh, they were stacked, bro. And that was they my favorite team, kids, man. Though. They were all kids, man. So they, they didn't know they didn't know how to win. But uh he came out and he was the first one and done in Duke history, Corey McGetty. And I know I think Will Avery was a sophomore, Elton Brown was a sophomore that came out. But he was the first one and done in Duke. And that was unheard of because every Duke kid came out after four years. Even yeah. Grant Hill. Grant Hill could have came out probably his freshman year. They won that championship. He came he did four. And so um, you know, Chris Carroll went to Duke. Quantum Ritter Legend came out ninety six, so um, he did for Chris Carroll. The only guy I know that was the ACC Player of the Year in two thousand, and he got drafted. 
in the second round, but he never even had an NBA minute. But he got drafted, and he was with the Spurs. And see what happened with that is that he had guys in front of him like Mario Elliott, Mario Elliott, Sean Elliott, small forwards who already were under contract, and so they couldn't keep him. So he did right. with the Atlanta Hawks, and the Spurs paid him for a year, and he didn't even play. People don't know that. But um, yeah, that's that's nuts. Yeah, so they were loyal to him. But if you think about Chris Carroll again, he does he did three things that I always say that I heard uh, Pete Carrillo say, legendary Princeton coach. Can you dribble? Can you pass? Can you shoot? And he could do all three. Chris did all three. Uh, he guarded the legendary Rip Hamilton National Championship game. Granted, he got cooked, but who wouldn't get cooked by Rip Hamilton? Yeah, <laughs> you know Rip, what I'm Rip, but he Rip was him. one of a kind, man. Yeah. So you look at that's why I say, man, Quentin Ritter is, is is one of a kind program. We got so much history, bro. Um, um, Preston Thomas got his name on the floor. Like that man is 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 man. He's that's, he's, that's he's a man, dog. And and like I'm honored. Like I call his man up whenever and talk basketball. He, I talked to him last night. You know what I mean? So I got yeah, resources like that, and I use them, bro. I use them. Yeah, you so, got to, um, man. It's, yeah. it's, it's about who you know and not what you know. There you go. You know, yeah. and even when I got to when I got to Ritter, I tried to leverage that and um, use that to my advantage with, um, you know, when I got there, I, I played on JV, but then I also got some time on varsity. And, uh, you know, I, I ended up transferring the year they ended up going undefeated. In one state, I'm like, man, you got to be kidding me! Wow. Yeah, so they they won state in '03, and I left and went to McClure. You know, I spent my first two years at Ritter, left yeah, and went a- to McClure, and uh, you know that year we at McClure we lost to Poplar Bluff. They had Tyler Hansborough, so we was one game away from state. But then I'm looking over at Ritter. I'm like, man, these dudes ain't lost yet. They go all the way through state, man, run that whole season. I think it was 31 and 0, 30 and 0, or 31 and 0. I'm yeah, like, they, man, they went 31. They got the banner right now. I'm they like, man, that's that's crazy. Because Ritter got seven state championships. Um, Tom got three. Nils got four. So they yeah. won their last one when I was at Lutheran North coaching. And they beat us in this championship. They won their last one in 2014. I believe the years of the state championships according to Ritter were like 92, 93, 96. Where the years Tom got it. And then they got it um, under Nils in 2006, 2010. 2014, no, 2003, 6, 2006, 2010, 2014. So, because he got his first one with Ken Burke now, a year after I left. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. yeah Neil, Neil's a good guy. And I know, uh, I know Terry, Terry Evans, he picks, he picks Neil's brain a lot, I believe. Too, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, had, he had Neil's all four years. So, when, that, I, when I get, guy. when I get Terry on, I'm on, you know, definitely have him. Yeah. I got some funny Neil stories, some, oh, some funny stories dude, from him too. I got man. some hilarious Neil stories, dude. We be on the bus. <laughs> Neil's old school, which I love. We be on the bus. He grinning like a Cheshire cat. You know yeah, I mean? his voice, man, was hilarious. Yeah, his voice was, man. He got some stuff I can't even talk about. I be, you know, <laughs> I be dry snitching, man. But he got some stories, man. Where I mean, he talk about players, coaches, man. Because you know them PHL guys hated each other. Oh so yeah. He, yeah. So he yeah, told us it was, it was about pure rivalry, man. About Floyd and Rashawn. So you know, it's, it was deep. So he would say something like, man, these guys hated each other in the 80s, bro, because he coached at Sodan before he came to Ritter. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's classic rivalries and battles. Yeah. And, man, it's so much history. And I'm at Roosevelt. I wish the PHL could get back going. And, I mean, Sodan has a good program. And, of course, Rashawn is Rashawn, you know, nationally known. But I feel like if we can get the PHL back to where it was, man, it's, it's glory days. A lot of people don't live in the city like they used to. Everybody's in North County. But, man, it's just so much history in the PHL, bro. Like, you got so many guys that play in the NBA. JoJo White, you know, different guys. Yeah. 
feel like a museum or something, bro, where we can just, you know, show people the, the history. Because there's a lot of history back in St. Louis, man. A lot of history. Yeah. So that, that's going to lead me to one of my next questions where, and it, it's actually, it's funny because I'm in a little sports mania group on Facebook and, uh, you know, Reggie actually posed the question as far as why does everybody with Mizzou, anybody from St. Louis that goes to Mizzou it's in terms of sports, um, you know, why aren't they successful as far as technically speaking, our black, our black athletes that go to Mizzou, they never end up being successful. Um, you know, which most recently Mario McKinney, you know, is transferring from there. Um, so who knows where he's going to land. But my question, so I'm looking at Mizzou right now is nine and seven. The Mizzou men are nine and seven. Mizzou women are four and 13 on the season. Wow. You got, you got slew women. They're nine and seven on the season. Slew men are 14 and three. And they wow. play number 13 Dayton on Friday at the Chaffetz. So, Looking at the records, obviously Slew's a better program right now. You know they're in a weaker conference I, with I the eighteen. I love Slew, man. And, and so, with that being said, and you love Slew, so you, you're going to have some strong opinions on this. But why do you feel like our our top kids from St. Louis aren't considering Slew? Uh, because they want to get out, man. And I can't blame them. They want to. They want to broaden their horizons and see different things. I, I, I wanted to get out of Missouri. I mean, but I couldn't. I didn't want to go too far. So I went okay. to Missouri for a couple of years. But um, I don't blame them. And they are getting kids. Slew is. Slew, Slew has um Jordan Goodwin from the East St. Louis area. They got um um the kid out of East St. Louis. I can't think of his uh, name. Hargrove. Yeah, real athletic kid. He's gonna be nice. And then they got the the the, the wizard. My guy, Yuri Collins, that was a point guard, old school point guard. Pass Man, you, I had the privilege of watching Yuri last year at EYBL. And no, he's special. he's special. I looked at my wife. I had never seen him play up. You Dude, know, I, I, like I said, I've been here in Texas. Dude, he's special. But I'm hearing people talk about how special Yuri he's is special. and this and that. I'm, man, yeah. I'm going to tell you how special he is, bro. So I did some training with Pure Sweat for like a couple months. And I, I worked him out. And I've never saw a guard and I just stood there and watched him. Like, it, uh, you, he's special. Like he got stuff you can't teach. He gets it out all rebound. He just throw a a a sixty foot outlet pass. Like who does that on the dime layup? And his mind. And he's a, a soft spoken kid. And the stuff he does. If he was six two, he be a lottery pick, bro. I'm that confident in him. But he's five nine, five ten. He's listed at six foot, and he's at slew. He's gonna make some money overseas. But Yuri's the reason that I think that in in, a, in two years. Slew will make a deep run NCAA tournament. I agree. Because most of these kids are leaving after one year, and that group is going to be together for a year. And he got yeah. other kids coming. He got other kids coming in. And Yuri's going to be the – Yuri's the second leading assist guy in the country, I think, as far as freshmen. He's averaging like 5.5 assists. That's huge for a freshman. And, yeah. and he's not turning that ball over. If Yuri gets a jump shot, he's going to be the best four point guard in the country hands down at Slew. So I'm, I'm hoping they get this win Friday because I would love – if they oh, beat they Dayton the win, on Friday, they're going to be ranked top 25, bro. They, they got to be. And if they get snubbed on that, I'm going I'm to be upset. But, right. I mean, that'll make them 15-3. and three. They can beat the number 13 team in the country. Yeah. They should at least be 24th, 25th at, at the lowest, 25th. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I struggle with this because I like Mizzou. You know, my, my little brother just graduated from Mizzou. Okay, okay. Um, I've always liked Mizzou, uh, even just going there and, you know, being able to play in the Hearn Center 
you know, yeah, I know so. Mizzou's tradition as well. Yeah, so. But I thought him going to the SEC was going to be a, a, a nice big move, and it was going to get the local kids to go there instead of SLU and help the local kids out. But it's not – I mean, I feel like if you go to Mizzou, you know, you're going to get lost in the shuffle. You're going to get mm. – you know, I'm seeing it with uh, – what's, what's the guy from, uh, from Whitfield? Watson, uh, Torrance Watson. Yeah. I feel like, man, he was killing it. <laughs> he killed. So I, I he, feel he, like he his like game should be he's better than what star, it is right now. He was a four-star, five-star athlete. He committed to Ohio State, but that might have got fired, so he got released. And see, my thing with Mizzou, I don't, I don't like talking about the way program. Kwanzo Martin seems like an excellent guy. He seems like a great person, leader. But I don't know what's going on there. Um, So I, I don't want to speak on that, but I wish Mizzou could get those kids and capitalize. And ever since... Um, Norm Stewart, there's been problems with them getting Missouri kids. They couldn't get Chris Carroll. They couldn't get Lauren Woods. They couldn't get Jahadi White. How do you let those guys lead a flagship school in the state? That can't happen, bro. It cannot happen. Look up, look up Penny Hardaway. He's getting everything out of Memphis. Oh, yeah, Penny, Penny racking up. Out of Memphis. You got to get those kids. You want to be successful, man. And that's going to be the reason, I hate to say it, his job may be in jeopardy because you got to get the local kids because that, that's, that's the support from the boosters, yeah. from, you know, from everybody. You got to get local kids, bro. It was to succeed, you know, unless you're a Duke, North Carolina, where you get kids nationally, but we're not that. So you got to get those kids. You can't let a, you can't let a five-star kid lead the state. You got to get him when he's in eighth grade and start getting Missouri. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where, you know, with the, the AAU and the shoe brand service, yeah, it, yeah. You know, I feel you got to yeah. – I don't know what – I don't yeah. know what Mizzou's missing out on. but I don't know either. Because Corey right. Tate was there as an assistant, but he left, I think, when the other guy um, left and he came over to SLU. But you know, um, it's relationships, man, and I, I don't know what's going on. But um, yeah. to even the EJ Liddell kid, he's at Ohio State. How he get out of Missouri? I know. Yeah, he, he that's true. With, you know, shoot, Illinois need to be mad. He was two time Mister Illinois. Time, yeah, Mister Basketball of Illinois. How he get out of the state of Illinois? How he get out of Missouri? And I think I think he'll be going after his junior year. Might leave after his sophomore year, but but my he, he playing yeah, play pretty I, I like, solid. He started out as a big. He's six seven. And he's becoming a three, but he's really a power forward. Yeah, his body size, I mean, he's not a <laughs> nah, he not he, a he's not three. really a small forward. Nah, but he's gonna have to play that if he goes to the league. You know. But I I love his game. Physical kid. Saw him play against um Rashawn last year and they won. Elvin Belleville West. Really, you know, good athlete, strong. So man, it's so much talent, yeah. man. And like I don't know about we talked about this. One of my dreams, man, like, I love coaches' clinics. So, I go to the Nike coaches' clinic, you know, yearly. Went to one Chicago two years ago. And what I want to do, man, is get all these good, good coaches we got in St. Louis, man. Get the Tony Irons, the, uh, Justin Tatum, the Kevin Lees. And get them, like, at a, at a at a gym like U-City. Coaches sit. They surround. You go for an hour. Talk about what you do. So, let's say, like, a Tony Irons is talking about building a championship program. This guy has four state championships, seven straight chips, um, trips to the Final Four. He got knowledge that you need. And I feel like a lot of these youth filter coaches know not, but they don't know what they're doing. So, um, and they need help. Um, some of them do. I help out a program. Shout out to Greg Gates, um, called the STL Rascals. Great guy. Great dad. Cares about the kids who I support him. I train his team once, twice a week. And so you got guys <laughs> like that who are looking. He, you know, he, he comes to me, hey, man, what am I doing wrong? Uh, I go to the games. And I train his kids. And the parents love me, man. And I feel that, and I'm humble. You know what I mean? Co-parents came up to me, hey, man, my kid told a different person when you get them. And that kind of thing, the skill training makes me feel good. So Yeah, and it, that skill training is our relationship yeah, building, too. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, got, I got high school guys that, you know, are ninth graders now. I talk to them 
a lot, you know, if it's text message or, or whatever, hey, you know, hey, I don't want to talk about I got a kid, shout out to Savon Mosley over McClure North. Um, just got his first offer from a JUCO, averaging like 22 a game this year. He texted me, nah, hey, coach, I got to work at 9 o'clock Saturday. Can we get in the gym at 7? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he, he trying to get it in, and he got to work. So I'm working on getting the gym for him at 7, and I get my other kids in there at 8, at, at 8 and 9, and I'm out at 10. I live in the gym, bro, but I love it. I don't mind getting, I don't mind getting good, up at 5.45 a.m. for this kid because he want it. You know what I mean? I don't right. mind getting it for him. So, so how important would you say work that Dude, it's is, huge. you know, when trying to it's become huge. successful? Um, I got a kid. He wants it, but he thinks he's working hard. He's not. He's in high school. I got another kid, my my cousin, Solomon Reed. Listen, listen for the name, Solomon Reed. He's going to be big one day. I ain't saying it because he's family, but he's good. 11-year-old kid. Got some high school coaches on him already. Sixth grade, fifth grade. He's 5'5". Five, five. So, he come to practice. Hey, man, you seen Steph Curry? He had 36 points, 12 rebounds, 18 assists. He wants it. I show him a drill. His mom, like, he does it in the driveway. Certain kids, they come to you twice a week or once a week. They ain't going to get no better because they're not doing their own. He's doing it on his own. I got him at five. He couldn't chew gum and walk at the same time. Now, he, now he's on wow. one select team. He's traveling. So, he wants it. You know what I mean? And the doctor said he's going to be six foot between the highest six four and six seven. So I'm so my nice. current goal for him is Kawhi Leonard, like that skill set. So you know, so okay. that's what we working on. So he's working on goal skill. I'm throwing stuff at him now that he he like man, but it's gonna start dropping when he playing. It's gonna come out randomly, just ball handling. And my thing, my skills, right. training stuff. I don't do a thousand dribbles. I'm not going behind the back, twist, turn, the Kyrie shuffle, and I, I don't do that, bro. I hate that. So my thing it. is ball handling. I love the jab series. You you can get somewhere by just jab. It's like a boxer. I'm a jab, jab a little bit, then I'm make a big step or, or like a big punch. You get places. Right. So I do a lot of Chicago drills that you know I learned from Preston Thomas where he plays Chicago, they call it King of the Court. Three dribbles, get a bucket. Quick. Quick move and go, son. Don't kill grass. You know, get somewhere. Create space. You know what I'm saying? So it's about movement and productive movement. You're not just moving for right. no reason. You're not killing grass. I hate that. Yeah, I hate it. People understand Kyrie Irving is special. Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson is special. Everybody don't have a special handle, so you got to get there. And even Kyrie is cleaning up his game. He don't do as much as he used to. Kyrie got a mid-range game. Every great guard has a mid-range game, kid. Uh, Steph got a mid-range game. Chris Paul got a mid-range game. Kyrie got a mid-range game. The role players got yeah. their three, like P.J. Tucker, the three layup. And I hate, the, I hate the way the Houston Rockets play. They will never win a championship like that. I said it. No, nah, no, nah, they won't. They don't shoot mid range, and then then James Hall, Russell Rivers dribble the ball for twenty two seconds and give it up. They ain't got a shot. Last two seconds, now this guy got to throw it up real quick. They won't win like that. You need ball movement. You need the mid range. You need spacing. You need all that. And that's why I love seeing the Warriors play when they had everybody they had. They had the the the, the Livingstons, the Andre Iguodala, who was all star coming off the bench. Of course, you had Steph, Clay, Draymond, and I ain't even talking about before KD got there. No, I am talking about before KD got there. Once KD got there, they're really unstoppable. But they, it's just ball movement. And a lot of people know those. There's ball, ball movement and, yeah, and space. Those guys you know. like each other. I tell kids all the time if you and your teammates are friends, it's going to go a long way. You can win it without being friends like Kobe and Shaq. They didn't like each other. But if you're friends like the Lakers, it's gonna, it's gonna, that energy is going to exude on the court, bro. And you're going to win because you're going to take that charge for your brother. You're going to dive on the floor right. for your brother. You're going to go help your brother up when he falls. You know what I mean? But but to your point, not even if you don't like each other, Kobe just did that interview with uh with with Matt Barnes and, and Steven Jackson, and he said that Kobe said it himself. Even when Shaq, him and Shaq didn't see eye to eye, but come playoffs, 
they yeah, were so and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like you got to be, you got to have a keen sense of your goal. Kobe is driven. Kobe was a project. He knew from the age twelve he had hit lists. He said on that. So he, so he that's knew. That's crazy. I'm gonna beat it. So he didn't care if he was his friend and his daughter gonna have it. Gigi's gonna have it. His daughter. And I and I got and I got yeah, I got nice. a nine year old daughter and she's she's about to start skill training. She's gonna do it for like a year. Then I'm gonna throw her on the team. And I'm using Kobe's mold. He said he's gonna have it, his daughter and them from age. 10 to 18. So I want to keep my daughter and I don't yeah. want nobody touching her because I know they're going to, some people put bad habits. I want to have my girls from age 10 yeah. to 18 and they go to college. And uh, maybe get them on the EYBL or the gauntlet or whatever it is and get them some. But yeah, um, yeah man, it's, it's you know, it's, it's just, you got to have that drive, bro. I've seen so many guys go to the league and fizzle out or they become a role player and they should have been a perennial all-star. They're not putting the work in. Yeah, yeah definitely. And that's what I was missing, you know, when I, when I be being true to myself and honest with myself, I was missing, I had the drive and then it just, at some point it, it fizzled away. I don't, and it, it happened quick, um, you know, to the point where, you know, I was getting some offers coming out of high school, you know, Missouri Valley conference schools. Um, and then I started getting, you know, look things from Illinois, uh, you know, just, Hey, we're interested in you type stuff from like Mizzou stuff right. like that. I decided to stay and go to flow Valley. Um, so my freshman year at Flow, the coach was already like, Hey, I know you only gonna stay one year. I'm fine with that. You know, do what you need to do, get out of here. So my freshman year at Flow, I started getting some more offers from some other schools that I, you know, D ones that I hadn't even expected nothing from. So I'm like, man, if I'm getting stuff from them, let me see what else I can get. And let me stay one more right. year. Bad mistake. My sophomore year, I ended up getting hurt. And it's it all slowly faded away at that point. You know, I tried to tried to walk on at Mizzou, uh, just couldn't get right with my knee, mm-hmm. and then from there I kind of just like gave up. I lost that right. drive. Um, you know, so I just hate that it happened like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but I feel like man, things out for you know, a reason, man. You're a great coach, definitely great with the kids. So your love is translating to the coaching side. So that's that's even more of a blessing because you can give back to these kids as opposed to just you going to the league or playing Division One. It's about you. Not about very and it, it took me forever to figure out what I wanted yeah. to do. Um, so shout out to my cousin Terry Edwards. He got 3D, you know, Vision Academy back there in right. St. Louis. Yeah. Terry, good dude. You know, he came to me about coaching, and that's where it all started. You know, he he mentioned, "Hey, you definitely need to be coaching. I got a fifth grade team for you." And from there, you know, I just took it and ran with it. And up to this day, I got my own program. Um, you know, my high school boys are getting ready to start the prep hoop circuit. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to get these guys scholarships, try to put them in position. Because, honestly, it's about being on either you, – you're either going to be on a shoe brand circuit, you know, you either EYBL, Adidas, Under Armour got their thing now, or you're going to do like a, a prep hoop circuit, uh, a NY to LA there type deal. So I'm just trying to get them that exposure. Because my exposure, I was playing, you know, my freshman year, like you mentioned, we played in that best of the Midwest ever uh-huh. Jimmy McKinney ripped me a new one. <laughs> right. Like, it's been multiple times where I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to even play no more. Because Jimmy ripped me a new one. Then JG, you know, he, he killing me. I'm like, man, I, I ain't about this life. I, I'm not ready. Hey, I'm going to tell you my story. Shout out to Terry Evans. You probably remember this. So it's a team called the Trotters that um, my guy Harold um, Webster, you know, he's a uh, referee to it, he coached. So it was like a summer league. It wasn't really AU. We traveled a little bit, but we used to play at Woe. So Terry was going into his summer. We were almost my senior. So we on the same little team. 
man, we, I go up on office rebound. Terry dunks on me and he on my team. Like, dude, dude, gonna tell you was on my back of my head. I'm like, dude, I feel disrespected and you on my team. People, people understand how <laughs> athlete Terry was, but dog, dog. Uh, Terry's nasty. And he'll tell you his story. And I hate that I ended up transferring because me and Terry even said, we always talk about it. Me and him running on opposite wings uh-huh. with whoever, any, at this point, anybody can play point guard. But if me and Terry on opposite wings, man, it's it would have been even more worse for other teams. But I ended up leaving, and it's just it's one of them duos that never happened. But right, yeah, Terry Terry was doing his thing, flying crazy. I started taking off and flying crazy. Right. So like, man, if we could have had that on the same court, same time on. The and same it's crazy, team. bro. Like me and Grant Abbo met at this. Um, my dad's a fireman, so they just had this fire picnic. They have a basketball tournament doing it. And my boy Anthony Green, shout out to AG, call him Kool Aid. Shout out to my, my guy Anthony. He down in uh, Atlanta right now. Uh, he brought a guy named Grant Abbott. I see this big kid, 6'4, kind of quiet. Yeah, you're younger than me. Me and Anthony Class 02. So he like, I'm bringing my partner. So Grant come, Grant skilled as heck. Out. So I just, I know Grant. And I'm like, St. Louis so small. You know, you know Grant because y'all both Grant. Grant had a luscious career too. You know, he was uh, what they call the, the Fab Five or. The end of the, at the end of the 2002 2003 um, season, yeah, yeah, McClure, yeah, he, sure. he's one of the top five players in the um, by the Suns post dispatch. And then he went on to Truman State, and he's just a basketball mind, talk basketball all the time. He's an assistant at I think Fort Zumwalt North or something. Uh, he's yeah, he's over there with our old coach, uh, coach okay, Jacob. yeah, so he's doing his thing, man. And I pick his brand all the time, so I text Grant early yesterday. So, you know, uh, I'm I'm around it, man. I feel like everything's connected and put together for a reason. And we all know each other, you know. Yeah, Grant, Grant's a uh, – Grant to tell you a funny story, too. Tell him about – ask him about when I first got to McClure. He, or he, he yeah, I heard. Podcast. That was funny. You don't he know if well, was funny as heck. He, he gave a funniest story about that, man. And it's one of them things where I wasn't trying to do anything impressive. <laughs> I was just hey. trying to – I was just trying to play <laughs> my Grant, game. Saying, I, I remember you from Quan Ritter. But I don't even remember your game. I just know you was left-handed. I was left left-handed. Uh, even my freshman year, I was taking off trying to dunk okay. everything. So, so Terry always get a funny story because I think we played like Deberg or somebody. But I had like five traps. <laughs> in the game. You try to dunk on everybody, huh? I was trying to dunk everything, mm. and at that point, like I didn't. I mean, I was always skilled <laughs> and I knew the game, but probably just being over anxious, maybe. But I would get the ball and I just right. take off. You know, not even realizing, like, hey, you got to put the ball on the deck and, and at least get your two steps and mm-hmm. then take off. You were just I was just to trying to fly. So. I was, man. Because I saw the competition. I'm like, man, I'm about to kill these dudes. Like, they yeah. weak. And at the same time, I, you know, Coach Niels was trying to give me that opportunity mm-hmm. to, to get some time on varsity, and I knew I deserved right. it. And so, you know, I'm trying to, when I do get my little opportunities, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make something of right. it. So it was probably me just trying too hard, but – yeah, but shit, but at you least know, you, at least you carried is. and you tried. You know what I'm saying, bro? So that's the thing. Like you carried, you went hard. Some of your kids don't even go hard, man. You know. Ah, right, trust me, I, I deal with it all the time. Right. I deal with it all the time. But tell, what's the name of your? Uh, you mentioned you got the skills, skills trainings, and I'm gonna call it a skills right. academy because that's that's what it's gonna blossom to a full blown academy. But uh, w- go ahead and plug it. What's, um, what's the, the next name level of skills academy? I've been doing skill work for about um. Eight years now, 2012. Um, 
I worked with Biggs, Guards, just did a camp with Terry Evans, a, a winter camp, was very successful. You can check me out on Instagram at N underscore underscore LSA. Um, got videos. You can hit me up at 314-665-8776. I do one-on-ones. I do group trainings. I'm in the gym every day, man. Whether it's my boys at Roosevelt, okay. like you said, I'm an assistant varsity coach at Roosevelt. But I lead her. I go, you know, do my own skill training for a couple hours. So I'm in the gym a lot. Um, but I love it. It's my passion. Gotcha. I love the kids. Love working with them. So, you know, I'm just always in the gym. I was trying to get better. Just always around basketball. I, mean, I love basketball. It's my passion. Just like just like it's your passion, Ison. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But we're going to go ahead, man. We're going to end it. Um, I, I yeah. enjoyed it. You know, I'm glad we no finally doubt. was you, able to, hey, to hey, get you know it I've going. been on you for a minute. Hey, when we're doing the podcast, bro. <laughs> when we're doing the podcast. Yeah, ever since I dropped it, you know, but even before I dropped the 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 last episode, kind of just giving people what to expect that was coming dope. up because I'm about to hey, go that was hard dope, with bro. This. Like I show, I let everybody. I was like, hey, you said my name, bro. That was dope. <laughs> hey, I was I was amped like I was on uh, Stephen A. Smith show. I was like, man, he said my name, bro. Like, no, like I, I see I see big names, you, Ice man. Like I didn't know that you were this good, like in journalism. Like you you can do something big. Like you you're. I feel like we're all ambassadors of basketball, and this is your way of being an ambassador, bringing these guys. So I, it's kudos to you, man. You know, all that. I appreciate yeah, it. I appreciate yeah. it. I love this way, man, and I, I wish you the best. Same to you, bro. Um, my condolences. Yeah. You know, as yeah, I mentioned yeah. earlier this yeah, morning, my... and that shows a lot about your character. I'm not gonna go in. No, nah, you good. Uh, I lost but... my grandmother this morning. Uh, so okay. um, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a big blow. Uh, Doris Martin. Uh, rock of our family. Uh, we all miss her, but I know um, she's looking down, and everything's gonna be cool. But yeah, yeah, I had to do it, man. You know, so I, I had to do it for you, Ice Man. You know, it's, you know, all love her, man. I appreciate yeah. it, man. But I'm gonna let you go. Like I said, definitely praying for you and your family, man, and and everything will be all right. God got appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. All right, man. Appreciate it. Okay. <laughs>